Today's verse is Romans 15.10. And again, it is said, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. This is Jonathan Porter. Thanks for listening to Remnant, my daily verse-by-verse devotional. We are working our way through Paul's letter to the Romans one verse at a time. Okay, so this is the second of four Old Testament citations or quotations that Paul is uh, is doing in order to sort of prove to the church in Rome that um, God's plan all along was for the um, was for the Gentiles to be included in the church. Um, that you know, Paul is uh, Paul is writing to the church in Rome. He hasn't visited there, but he's doing. He's he's writing because. Sort of two reasons: one, to sort of lay out his um, his his reading of um, what the you know what the what the life and death and resurrection of Jesus means for them, um, to sort of clarify the the doctrine that they should be using. But 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 really, the what actually leads to Paul's writing is conflict conflict within the church in Rome um, for the, for those who. Um, who listen a lot? You, you. This is going to be a refresher for you. But there was a um, a period of time where the Jewish people were exiled from uh, from Rome, and during that time, the Gentiles ran the ran the church in Rome. The the church in Rome was flourishing. It was it was um, had a lot of um, a lot of a lot of you know great success. But the Gentiles were running it for several years, and then. Uh, I think it was Claudius. Claudius dies. He was the emperor who, who had exiled the, the Jews, um, and the and, and Jewish people come back and they they arrive at the church and they say, "All right, we're we're this is this is ours again." And the Gentiles say, "No, we've sort of you know we we're doing very well, you know as as it is." And they had all these um, they had all these customs sort of wrapped up in their identities, and and there were questions as to, well, do we follow these customs? They, these customs are in the are in the Old Testament. Do, what what's the role of the Old Testament? And so, what Paul is doing is trying to settle a dispute within the church, but he's also trying to tell them several things, um, mainly that that God's plan is for them to work together. God's plan all along has been for the Jewish people and the Gentiles to 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 work together. Um, and for God, because God loves, you know, them both. God loves both groups. God loves every one. Um, and, and that's what Paul's trying to do. So he's on the second of four, um, old, old Testament, uh, quotations showing that, um, that not just that God loves everyone, but that, um, the Gentiles being grafted into, uh, the, the family, um, is really a fulfilling of, uh, a lot of old Testament promises, um, promises that the, the the Jewish people had sort of not even realized were were, were promises, and so today's quotation comes from Deuteronomy. Uh, it's Deuteronomy chapter thirty two, verse thirty four. Before I get into that, uh, I won't sort of a side note. What's interesting is um, the there is some dispute as to the actual language of verse forty three in Deuteronomy chapter thirty two. Um, the Hebrew Masoric text actually is. Um, it's what Paul, I think it's what Paul used. Um, they didn't know about like, you know, the other, other versions, I, I guess at the, at the, at the, at the moment, but there, this is one of those verses where there's a little bit of uh, different language, depending on what source you're using. The ESV, uh, uses the Septuagint and, and, um, which matches the, the Dead Sea Scrolls. 
and and that's why the ESV is using something a little different. So, um, but the but the verse. The verse, as Paul lays it out, is rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. Um, This is, uh, so chapter 32 of Deuteronomy is the song of Moses. We talked yesterday about how David got so, um, towards the end of his life, got so like amazed with the glory of God that he just would, he broke out into song. David did that a lot. That's why a lot of the Psalms are songs. Um, so he just broke into song just in praise. Guess what? Moses did the same thing. At the end of his, this, Deuteronomy 32 comes towards the end of um, Moses' life. He's sort of um, commissioned, he's already commissioned Joshua to, to sort of take, take lead of, of, of Israel. And now he's towards the end of his life and, he's, and he just breaks out into this song. So all of Deuteronomy 32 is this song of praise and witness. In, um, in in the first three verses of Deuteronomy 32 are, are this. He says, Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak, and let the earth hear the words of my mouth. May my teaching drop as the rain, my speech distill as the dew, like gentle rain upon the tender grass and like showers upon the herb. For I will proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God. Um Moses is doing the same thing David would do, you know, generations later. Just get just get so wrapped up in in how awesome God is, and uh, and just break out break out into song. When we are praising God, we we should just we should just follow His. You know, there are very few of us who just sort of break out into into song um, just because of our exuberance for for God. Um, but but what. Um, what Moses is is doing at the end, um, so actually verse forty three is the end of of this of this song, and he's um, he's talking about how the nations will um, the nations will rejoice with him, the nations will rejoice with him. Now, why why is Paul quoting this verse? He's quoting this verse because Paul is saying that Jesus Christ is the fulfilling of this verse. He is the fulfilling of this verse. When Jesus was born, died, and resurrected, it wasn't just something that the Israelites um, celebrated on their own. It caused a spark throughout all of the nations. The Gentiles joined in in rejoicing him. That's what Paul is saying here is that this isn't just, you know, I'm not just talking about uh, breaking into song. I'm talking about promises being fulfilled. Back up, back up two verses in, in Romans 15. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs. I, I don't think any of the patriarchs sat down and read Deuteronomy 32 and said, "Well, look at this. Uh, the, the the nations are gonna are gonna rejoice. The Gentiles are gonna rejoice with us. Um, let's wait for that." No, they that that sort of they they just sort of read through that. Paul is saying, don't read past that. Rejoice with his people. Rejoice with the nations means the whole world will recognize that something has changed. Jesus is the thing that, that, that changed this world when he offered right standing with God, not through law, not through, not through obedience, but by faith, but by faith. And so um, the challenge for you today as we close is accept that. Just ex- don't stop, get off the hamster wheel. Um, realize that there's not an act that you can do that um, that will make you right with God other than faith. 
faith is it. And, um, and so my invitation to you today is to reprioritize faith over action and everything else. So, um, that is my take on verse 10. Uh, come back tomorrow and we'll talk about verse 11. That'll be another um, another quotation. This one is from Psalm 117. You won't want to miss that, but thanks for listening to today's devotional. Y'all take care.